0: Goals. We're Content with Content, a podcast where we discuss our efforts to become and stay content with content. I am Subversive Asset, and this
1: is my co-host who is very excited about goals, Ro Panuganti. I'm excited about goals. Um, this is a really fun topic because it is super hard to just narrow down, but it, I think it's probably... The most excited part of the entire podcast for me deciding what your goal is as a musician or even as a YouTuber and subversive
0: or as any sort of content creator, right. but this
1: all is going to be applicable no matter what. So, easy question for you. It's not so easy. What is your goal as a musician today? So,
0: yeah, the reason we're having this conversation is because I'm trying to evaluate my goals. But I'm pretty sure that my goal is to become fabulously famous, or at the very least, to grow a fandom of at least a certain size of subscribers. Hmm. Now, how would you differentiate your goals based on previous conversations? I already know what you might say, but how would you differentiate from that?
1: I'm in it mostly for the girls, I'm going to be honest.
0: No, um... (laughs) I see. I see. I am taken
1: and not into girls. So no offense, ladies. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, my serious answer, although I won't, I won't lie. I do think there is a very attractive quality, uh, about people who are musicians. Um, one of my most fundamental goals of course is to make friends through music. And that's partially why I've been so trying to be so versatile. Um, So that I can always jam with people. I'll never be like, I don't know how to play this. And stop. Uh, My other bigger goals, of course, is to be someone that people look up to as a guitarist and a musician. And get to make things that I'm really proud of. And most of those, of course, like yourself, require or generally associate with having uh, built some dedicated sort of viewer base listeners. So it's interesting. I think we cross over a bit. Well, I I think that the
0: the reason that I found your your discussion of goals in our previous, you know, social media conversations really interesting Mm. is because it does lead us to have very different ideas of what we need to do Mm. for our videos. And so for example, I have very frequently said on social media that the way I know my content is good is if, A, it gets clicks, B, it gets audience retention. Mm. By definition, if my video cannot maintain someone's interest, it's bad. That's the only way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so one, one thing that we've been kind of discussing is that you see things somewhat differently because your goals are in part to appeal to musicians, to appeal to brands, to appeal to you know, sponsors. You think about it in terms of what can I do to get my audio quality to a certain level? What can I do to get my video quality to a certain level? And you're thinking of video and audio quality in terms of technical performance or about um, right what you can do that's interesting in the video. And so in contrast, I would see things as whatever I can do to increase audience retention, regardless of whether it's technically good or bad, because mm-hmm. I know that lay people can have very interesting ideas about technical quality that don't necessarily agree with what musicians agree with. And so that's what I thought was really interesting about your approach in that, you know, it's, yes, there's a certain extent that you need views from average Joes, Mm -hmm. but I would put it as if I have a video, and, and we both have lots of fans who are musicians who watch other musician stuff and i'm not trying to knock on my fans who are fellow musicians Mm. but if i have a video and it's only getting views from other musicians i feel a little disappointed just a little bit Mm -hmm. because i feel like i'm trying to reach out to a broader audience i'm not just trying to reach out to other musicians whereas for for you if you're trying to you know get collab opportunities and um you know People who really understand your genre and that sort of thing, then it's a very different
1: sort of dynamic. That's, I think you laid it out really well. Our differences in terms of where we're heading. And um, it's really, really critical for you listeners who haven't quite figured out what you want. And like, I think it's important to note that both Subversive and I kind of described our goals very. I would say almost tangibly compared to uh, my goal is to get a hundred thousand subscribers because then, you know, if you agree, like you're not answering why, you know, and I'm not saying like why in the scheme of life, that's a different (laughs) level of deep, but you know, there, there's something you need that for, you know, the, the image I have is myself, you know, on stage at places like MagFest or E3 or something um, but one thing I want to not clarify because I think you hit the nail on the head, but kind of dive into is the, part of what I like about my creating videos and what I've enjoyed of other videos is, yes, as a musician, I think technically beautiful videos or really uh, well-performed or Honestly, in my opinion, flashy performances can be quite captivating. And I think that's true for a layperson, just within my own experience. If someone is absolutely wailing on guitar, or they're belting something stunning, um, to me, of course, I think a layperson would possibly appreciate that. Maybe in 1980s, the guitar thing, (laughs) because that's when I definitely think um, the guitarists were put on a pedestal. And have since been dethroned. Um, but where I'm going with this, of course, is that um, the my mentality, I feel like I failed when, you know, if I get a low amount of views than normal, just like yourself, I feel like I'll fail because, yes, I also didn't uh, appeal to uh, the lay people for some reason. But I also think that when my videos fail, it's not necessarily because I focused too much on the the flash or the technicality and I was not music musician appealing um I think there's a lot of factors that go into the failure of video viewer retention and that's where I want to kind of discuss with you what what appeals to you as a viewer um in general and what doesn't
0: and this is a very interesting question because even as I think about what appeals to me, I realize that part of my non musician kind of nature kind of seeps in. So mm-hmm. if you're familiar with my covers, I like to tell stories. I like lore. I like analyzing stuff. Mm-hmm. I like over analyzing stuff. And so a lot of the times I like when people bring the richness of the video games into the video that's not something that i see that a lot of uh, musicians are doing one person i have to give a shout out to Toxodentrail, although i yes. believe that he recently rebranded to his name so i think he's now just hugo j on youtube yes he does animated covers and i have to say this is the goal this is the dream in my mind because i get to see this is what he sees from the video games in addition to his great musical arrangements. Yes. And so for me, um, it, it, it's about a sense of, 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 of narrative. It's about a sense of, of being immersed into the game and of feeling like, what was I feeling when I was playing that game? What was, what were they feeling and can they communicate that to me? Uh, and so, uh, to me, um, I also, there are also definitely musicians that I appreciate just because of the quality of the music and just because they're doing different things Mm -hmm. in the music. But there's always, if there's that story, if there's that narrative, if there's that immersive element, then that will put things over the top for me.
1: That's actually really interesting because um, you're making content that you also like to see. And I think that's a really, really good step more people should consider taking I think in my opinion because you know you enjoy narrative so you create cover stories and I enjoy narratives so I make music videos but (laughs) but but and I will say um, part of that also is because I didn't know what was possible when I started making these things so I didn't know what I liked And I think that's actually something that is humongous in every hobby I take on. But for example, like um, the first uh, musicians I saw were making performance music videos with a webcam, and it was all just about how good they were at their instrument. And while that may not have the same novelty anymore, I think that's still a factor, but the last video I've been working on, um, which is honestly the largest video I've ever done it is 100% narrative. There is only a few shots of guitar playing. Because again, I'm I'm learning what I like about me. And what I like about me is film <laughs> and story. Yes. And video games. Yes. And it's it's starting to bleed in. But and this goes to like another thing. Do you have a goal that's maybe too daunting or you're not sure how to get how to achieve that goal. Because for me right now, I don't know how to turn my music videos into short films, but I'm starting to really want to do this because I've always wanted to act more and be theatrical. And uh, <laughs> I,
0: I, I totally agree with that, that sense. I think, as you mentioned that, you're, you're saying you, you want to kind of branch out mm-hmm. from kind of music videos into this kind of narrative space. And so the question is, how can you do that and keep everyone agreeing, keep all the audiences on board with, with you? Yes. Uh, And, and so for me, I I think about that as well. And I think there are some, there are people doing music. There are people doing video game essays and video essays regarding gaming. And so I've had to think like, okay, I need to start studying those people. I need to start, you know, studying game. It's a, you know, game theory, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, because that is really – those are the people who have proven that what I want to do is kind of working. And so I've always struggled because, you know, maybe the people who come just for the music aren't really interested in the story. And so how do I keep those people on board? Um, This is definitely going to be something that we're going to be talking about in another episode, so we're going to focus (laughs) it back on goals here. But I I wanted to say one thing that we're not really getting at – when, because we are relatively similar mm-hmm. in our taste, is there are obviously c- even video game cover musicians who have very different goals here. Yes. I know some, we both know some musicians who are very fantastic whenever they are in videos, but they never on their own channel release music videos. They yes. It's always, you know, static image, you know, lyric video, maybe. Mm. I'm thinking of someone in per- particular, but I don't want to necessarily... I, I, mean, I mean, this I is a know.
1: very broad sort of... Uh, there's so many people like that um, because their goals are different. Like, um, I'll give shout-out. Field of Reeds, um from the Project mm-hmm, Study mm-hmm. can play every woodwind you can name. Fantastic musician. Um, but uh, her goals, as far as, you know, I understand... Are creating and performing in fantastic arrangements, and not in the YouTube game. So, what is admirable is how she aligns herself into that um, by working. Right, on right,
0: the- and I will, and I will say just just as a, I asked people to give me um, screenshots of their top performing YouTube videos, and um, and. Uh, you know what what are the click through rates what were the audience retention and you know for someone whose goal is not the YouTube game right she is killing it mm-hmm. and people are listening to a, a a a lot of most of those videos and because of that it's getting promoted it's uh you know it's that's something we'll, we'll talk about and so it's one of those things where you know if if someone told you, you have to have a super engaging, flashy video to get a high retention, right? there are people who disprove that. And so depending on your goals, I mean, you, you can have multiple different goals and still do well on YouTube. And then there's, of course, people who don't even post anything on YouTube, where most of their output is direct to an audio-only platform.
1: Right. The Spotify, for, uh, for example... The streaming service that you know is really sweeping all of these uh, physical sales and you know we, we know tons of people in the video game world as well as there's you know so many places for original artists to use it. Um, and because also it pays out, it might be a more important uh, area for people to focus their time. you know if your concern is turning music into money for your primary you know occupation, then you may not want to spend so much time on YouTube if it's not yielding results.
0: Yes, this is such a great segue. You have to understand your goals because your goals should define your creative output, whether that's music, whether that's video, whether that's anything else. And so one of the things that I see... You know, even I get frustrated with this, but mm-hmm. I definitely see it from from a lot of people who are trying to make music into a career. Right, <laughs> uh, they are trying not to be in kind of the conventional jobs. Like oh, I'm okay with my corporate job. Like I'm okay with that. But some some people they they want to avoid mm-hmm. that. And so I was seeing you know a Twitter thread where there was frustration that yes. they're not necessarily getting the YouTube views. Well. One of the things that I've seen, even from YouTube advice coaches and you know from people who talk about hustling and whatnot, is diversify your revenue streams. absolutely and so the idea would be um Adsense revenue is almost never going to be a viable and reliable source of revenue as you know the cornerstone of your incomes, and so you have to think about it in terms of what are products that can be sold? And in this case, it's very possible to license and distribute. And then you have to think about, well, then what are the efforts to promote something on Spotify mm-hmm. for that algorithm instead of for the YouTube's uh, algorithm? On the other hand, um, there are also platforms like membership-based kind of services. Like YouTube starting to do its own membership. Subscriptions. Like Patreon. Yes,
1: and Patreon. Um,
0: so it, it could be that you you kind of have that sort of relationship. And if that is the case then you have to then instead think about instead of kind of what's for the YouTube algorithm, then you think about how do I get more patrons on that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, one of the things that we wanted to talk about in this podcast, because different uh, gurus or self-defined, <laughs> self-defined please, gurus please specify. <laughs> have, uh, they have come out with some advice Uh, regarding growing on YouTube in particular. And part of this, this has been very contentious in the music space because musicians have conventionally um, had this position that music is time consuming. And so to the extent that the YouTube algorithm, uh, which changes, to the extent that it wants, say, daily content or weekly content then a lot of people in the music space and in certain things like animation, they, they will get upset that, oh, YouTube's out to get me because it I, wants daily content and I can't do that. It's favoring a different and kind so, of
1: content altogether. Things that can be right. made quickly, like vlogs or whatever, whatever could be made quickly besides a vlog, like a, a tutorial on putting on shoes. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. I, I need to find that video. No, just kidding. Um, and, and so so understanding your goals is going to be very important because if your goal is YouTube fame and fortune and all that kind of stuff, then you might need to assess whether the sorts of things that YouTube expects or that it, 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 it rewards is something that you're comfortable with doing. If not, if you're not comfortable, then you might need to reassess mm-hmm. your goals. And so one one of the things that um, one of the things that uh, one of the uh, self-proclaimed gurus, um, I'm sure he's a nice person in real life. I'm sure he's not. If he's real, you know, arrogant. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, I think he, I've seen him in the video. I mean, unless they fake I don't the video, know, uh, I'm not going to mention his name. You can do
1: anything. Um,
0: but the advice was mm-hmm. to produce. Content daily mm-hmm. and to do whatever one could to get the music out daily, and so I want to talk about that a little bit before talking about something that I think that more musicians do, which is weekly right because i I think that there was something that I learned from this experience so so I decided for like two weeks <laughs> to do <laughs> daily content right and Here's how I did it. The thing I liked about this was that it forced me to be creative because I think that one thing that a lot of us musicians get into is this kind of sense of perfectionism where we think if I don't have a final product that's polished, then it's not worth posting. And so what I had done was I did live streams. I would do a live stream of me going through my musical process, Mm -hmm. doing things that I thought were completely boring, like Humanizing MIDI (laughs) and people would watch it. People Mm -hmm. would watch it, and I got a a lot of watch. I mean, people didn't watch the archive because who wants to watch four hours of live stream of of humanizing MIDI when you, you know, can't even talk to the guy anymore, right? Right, but
1: that might be the draw, (laughs) you know.
0: I, I, you know, did get people in that moment, and then what I also found, and this is going to be a different topic that we'll get into maybe episode. in Plus One, is that the thing that holds me back from producing music every day ultimately isn't the time-consuming process of making music. It's the motivation Mm -hmm. to find a song that I want to cover and then work through the arrangement process. But once I found a song that I'm really excited about, going through the process of uh, transcribing, arranging, recording. That stuff doesn't take that long for me. I mean, it, it does require me to sit down and really do it, but um, I can probably do it as long as I have that motivation. And I just found after two weeks that I ran out of songs that I felt <laughs> motivated to continuously work on. Right. And and so for me personally, uh, we will talk about this in our episode on motivation, but I I now need to think about my goals in terms of it can't just be audience driven because I also have to be satisfied with my own music. I also have to be satisfied with the direction of what are the songs that I'm choosing? What are the stories that I'm telling? And then be okay that sometimes that means that I might want to cover a more niche song and that's not necessarily going to get a lot of views,
1: right? And that 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 turns into your current kind of conundrum within this uh, quality, quantity, popular, unpopular, um, and you know, getting back to how that affects goals, especially for me. This 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 person who is saying do dailies or weeklies obviously was not a content creator. So, you know, the first thing we had was like our goodness attacked. You know, the thing we hold sacred, the perfectionists. You know, we're like you can't do a video every day. It'll it, it'll suck. And and then what? You know, we'll feel like our artistic integrity is hurt. We're not even, you know, we were almost curious like if it'll work or not. And so many people in um our shared community, the Pixel Mixers Discord, Uh, A lot of musicians were discussing this, um, and yes, we were very sarcastically against the idea of doing daily videos. But I really commend you, Subversive, and a few people who gave this challenge just so that we could have some facts. But what I kind of knew to be true from the start is, and you know, this might be more of a frank opinion, not everyone is at that indescribable threshold, I believe to where if they did put out content every day, their their quickest effort would probably not be enough to break through this weird ceiling. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, if if I started doing this today and I'd never touched a guitar before, chances are my music, my video, you know, whatever I do will probably not be appealing to people. Even if I followed some sort of trend or whatever, I think you had to have built some sort of respectable foundation to get there. And I'm saying this, you know, with myself and references in mind. Uh, and I didn't. I've never done dailies, but I've done weeklies for six years with, you know, a couple breaks. And now I'm, I'm now I'm very much taking breaks. Um, so I guess what I where I'm steering is that um, this this quantity versus quality thing, it really, really has to line up well for your goals and where you are, I think, um, for it to work. And um, my best performing videos have all been in the last year pretty much done really quickly, like in a day, (laughs) (laughs) Which, which is why, humble brag, I think it's because I spent six years on YouTube, six years producing and playing guitar so long that it didn't take me a long time. But like yourself, I needed to pick a song. Um, The two videos I'm thinking of, um, the Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle um, Phantom of the Boopera. Um, I know that's like a long song, but basically this crazy crossover game by Ubisoft was blowing up the internet. You know, people were in disbelief that it exists and they had this really funny uh, lyrical song written out. And within like a week or so, not even, I decided to cover it with my friend Gabe and we managed to uh, do it in a day and it hit around 20,000 views which I would say is about 20 to 25 times my usual and uh, recently the new Super Smash Brothers game came out and I covered it before virtually anyone else created a visual music video for it that I could find. And as a result, I was blessed by the YouTube algorithms in their holy ritual. But the same treatment didn't happen for everyone who came afterwards. And I don't know if it's because they were second, or third, or fourth, or because there just happened to be something that caught people in the first five seconds of my video that maybe didn't work out so well for them. Which is why I, I like, it sucks. You can't quantify enjoyable content. Except I feel like you can't That's the whole point of... I'm quantifying uh, it. I I would love to be able to quantify it because then you could be sitting there, right? Arranging, working. And then all of a sudden, this little meter hits 100%. And you're like, oh, this is good enough. You know, let's post it. And if it's not, then you can keep going. And I don't want to steer into another topic on like quality. But basically, I feel like the threshold for... for, um, quality is changing every year and it changes per person and per instance. So, you know, if your goal really is to grow as a musician or as a YouTuber and stuff, um, you know, I don't think quantity has ever cut it unless your quality had reached said threshold. And I feel like that was the one sentence that could have summed up all of (laughs) that.
0: Yeah, so in in post-editing, you're going to cut all... No, just kidding. Uh, The one thing I would say, though... And this is why it's tricky Mm -hmm. is because, again, what your own sense of quality is, is not necessarily the audience's sense. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, again, there have been several times when musicians have been, you know, quite, quite frankly, put out or offended because there have been certain trends that, you know, I I guess I'm just going to throw down, you know, nightcore dual mixes, (laughs) which... From a – okay, now everyone's going to, like – Yes, yes. All the night no, this, people are going to find us, and then they're going to, like, it's burn right. us with pitchforks.
1: Um, They'll just do it at half speed. The, It'll be fine. <laughs> the the
0: uh, quality of these sorts of things is not that great, and
1: yet people love these things, right? Yes. And so, well, you know – It's doing well in me, viewage. I want to – I want us to take that step by step in terms of people loving it.
0: Right, right. And so, again, from my (laughs) perspective, where my goals are based on audience response, something that gets a lot of views and great audience retention is, by definition, high quality. Whereas, from someone who's talking about technical quality, you know, a lot of these mixes are not mixed well. A lot of these things are not edited well. um, But, for some reason, people love them. And so, if you're in... You have to then... Go back to your goals, and then think: Is is your desire for more subscribers or more views worth so much to you that you're willing to change your musical style? Sell out to change which songs you cover. To I mean, we we get into these questions of selling out, but selling out means doing well. that. There's a dis a difference between your goals, and you are. Letting one of them go for another. But if you already had consistency in your goals, you can't be selling out because you're consistent with what you already agreed with. So it's just you have to start from the beginning mm-hmm. with what are your goals. And then you will never be a sellout because you'll just say, these are my goals from
1: the beginning. Right. And I think that's something that we both have slowly tried to, to bring out because that's so critical. Now one thing I do think is worth mentioning is with Nightcore or with you know, there's a lot of instances of you know, where we might not find these things to be high quality doing really well because of some X factor, because of charm, because of uh because it was funny, or maybe in the case of Nightcore, just because it had the right, you know, elements or tags or you know, whatever. I don't know. I would love to speak to someone who creates Nightcore to figure this out. But is that a long-term success? (laughs) Is that, and again, maybe this is my goal, but my goal is to last longer than a week or a month or even a year. And I've, I absolutely adore that certain YouTubers have taken their sudden bursts of success and turned it into something that maintains both Quality, growth, and quantity, and I don't know if you know one particular nightcore channel does that because, and this is my goal, we can't name one.
0: Well, okay, or maybe you okay. Can. I, I'm gonna. First of all, I'm gonna have to say we're we're jumping into episode N plus <laughs> two, possibly on branding. Yes, I absolutely believe that when you talk to people who are in the nightcore micro niche. Mm they can name who their favorites are. It's okay. the fact that we are not part of that, that we think that it is. And and I mean, we just see anime avatars and we think like, okay, they must have no identity. But within that community, mm-hmm. they know exactly what they're going for and they are very successful. And so I think that we're going to be talking about this in a later episode. Yes. Once you know your goals, then you need to start branding according to that. You need to start building a community or find your community and really, really meet and reach out to that community. And I think that um I, I can't agree with you. I I agree with you conceptually about short term blow ups versus long term, you know, sustainable content. Mm-hmm. But I think that Nightcore is gonna be with us for a while, unfortunately. I mean, now now all the nightcore (laughs) people will not want to talk to you.
1: I don't think it's like a black and white thing per se. And I'm not saying any of them have been one-hit wonders. I guess maybe I'm communicating to that little boy or girl or whomever uh, who wants to start a YouTube channel where they make something that isn't trending. And they're very disheartened by external factors, external success. But I think I should respect... This conversation because it clearly points me to say it's about goals, it's about what you want. It is,
0: it is. We can disagree about our goals, and that's fine mm-hmm. because we don't
1: have to have the same ones. And if we do have the same ones and we disagree, then we get to debate. <laughs> debate mm-hmm. goals! goals. So, uh, for the end of this episode. Um, what's something positive you can say about goals? Maybe like something that once you figured out what kind of goals you had, something that like triggered a happy a happy maneuver.
0: Okay, so this is something that I'm starting to come to. Uh, I have recently had a very successful series of covers on my channel. And I first resisted really doubling down on this series because I didn't want to have the potential of being pigeonholed into that series. Yes. But now I'm thinking I do want to build a community of people who can talk about game lore. And these people who have subscribed for this series are very into the game lore. And so I am doubling down. I am um, I'm arranging a quartet Uh, And I'm bringing in collaborator people, other sax players, and we're going to have a super fun arrangement that's in this series. That's going to do absolutely fantastically because I already have this ready-made audience for it. Um, And that's because I thought about my goals and realized that ultimately, I do want to build that community. I do want to get that fan base. And so at some point, you do have to specialize. Hmm. And so I'm doubling down
1: on kirby i like it i've actually been very hesitant for the same reasons but the fact that you found that you're happy with it and you can create something out of it is really really yeah i
0: was listening to all these kirby soundtracks and i realized that as i listened to more and more songs i never got tired of it Mm. and so you know you know the the risk of you know doubling down is that well what if i get bored with this but you know, there's a lot of Kirby music. Let me put it like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Kirby lore. And, you know, I can always still, you know, do other things. And I can always still keep keep the options open. But I don't have to be afraid of pursuing it because, you know, I feel like, you know, then I'll become a Kirby channel or whatever. Right. I can embrace that and do my other thing. That is really nice. And that's
1: my happy thought of the day. Happy thought. Um... I would actually like to bring up a happy point for my goals. Um, Around three or four months ago, I kind of got fed up coming home from work and finding that my music time had been limited to doing things like requests, which, you know, uh, requests are so draining uh, if you don't love the songs or, you know, it's it's someone else asking you to love their thing. And it, it can be really challenging. So... Uh, I started changing the way I do my evenings and I kind of made a loose schedule to incorporate, you know, being very productive. Uh, I spend the first hour on quick music projects, things that don't require a lot of time, editing videos. And six to seven, I've been making dinner and I've always tried to be really excited because I love cooking. And uh, afterwards, I give myself just seven o'clock to nine o'clock to work on you know, just fewer and fewer projects that I'm only really passionate about. Um, and I'm I'm using this as, like, an experimental thing because my goal has been now, uh, you know, to just really wow people and be the channel that, you know, I look up to, if that makes sense. Um, and part of that, again, I think I mentioned before, was uh, making a narrative for a music video. And I'm acting in, like, this crazy weird Zelda story and there's a whole sword fight and it's...
0: I am so <laughs> pumped for it's,
1: this. In, it's original-ish lore that's mixed with the depths of the Shadow Temple. So <laughs> we got a friend to play a skeleton and the point is, I. it's scary, but I'm so, so happy that I'm realigning my true goals. Um, that I don't want to just be another guitarist who plays quote unquote metal, like it's a broad thing. I want people to know me for, and you know, my theatricalness a little bit, which is weird because I am (laughs) so pumped. I I really want to, you know, bring it. So that's my happy thought. I really hope you guys kind of find ways to energize your day and be brave. You know, you can literally do anything you want with your content and you just have to find out what that is. Oh. Yeah. That so nice
0: remember to join us next time for an episode either about motivation or an episode about branding. It will flow directly from this topic.